Halo, apa kabar? Welcome to the Indonesia Saga with V. A podcast talking crap about Indonesia from facts, culture, funny stories, news, travel tips, or just things. Created and produced by Indonesian from Indonesia, just for you, wherever you are. My name is V. This is episode 14, Indonesia and close relationship with natural disasters. This is it. One of the many reasons many international tourists are reluctant to visit Indonesia. And we should totally talk about it because the world just presents us the time now with so many things going on in Indonesia at the moment. There's a tradition in Indonesia when entering a new year. Fortune tellers present their visions of important events that will happen in the new year. One that never changes every year in Indonesia is natural disasters. However, I think it does not take a fortune teller to predict natural disasters in Indonesia. Well, Indonesia is already prone to the natural disasters. You see, it only takes three weeks for around 150 disasters to strike cities across Indonesia. At first, I thought this year was gonna be better. It's January already, but Jakarta is not flooded yet. Although... Somehow it is also worrying as we have less rainfalls than usual. And this is what we call climate change, right? But are we even aware that our world changes? Nope, I don't think so. Jakarta may be safe for now, but earthquakes, eruptions, floods, landslides, and tidal waves strike other Indonesian cities. I noted some big natural disasters since the middle of January. There are 19 floods from the most western of Aceh to the eastern part of the country in Sulawesi. The tidal wave hit Natuna in Riau Island and Manado in North Sulawesi that inundated the business center in the city. Heavy rainfall also inflicted landslides. The worst ones took place in Cianjur and Sumedang in West Java. Not to mention volcano eruptions and earthquakes. All these making Indonesia very prone to natural disasters. Yet, it does not mean that people are used to it. Indonesia has a lot of things to do to improve our disaster management. And most of all, why do all of these painful things happen to Indonesia all the time? Are we cursed somehow? Well, maybe yes, but there's a scientific explanation to it. I mentioned this on my previous podcast episode. It's the early one, I think. Anyway, Indonesia is a country located in the Ring of Fire. The term sounds cool somehow, right? But um, it is the place where three great plates of the world meet. 
if I'm not mistaken, there are the Pacific, Indo-Australia, and Eurasia. So what does it mean then? It means that Indonesia has many active volcanoes and a frequent potential of earthquakes. I'm not only going to talk about eruption, earthquakes, or tsunami. I'd like to talk about the others too. The phenomenon of a great number of disasters in only the third week of 2021 just makes me wonder what is actually wrong with Indonesia. It's like the sides of a coin, you know. Indonesia is gifted with fertile soil because of the ring of fire. But on the other side, natural disasters tend to occur more often than other countries. As the ring of fire is mostly associated with earthquakes and volcanoes, we'll talk about them first. In fact, not all earthquakes are very bad and destructive. Ones with a strength of smaller than 5 scales of Richter usually don't cause lots of damage. But those which are bigger than 6 scales of Richter are terrible ones. They are the bad guys. Tsunami in Aceh and Palu, for instance, they all started with big earthquakes. On last 14th of January, an earthquake of 5.9 scale of Richter hit Mamuju and Majene in West Sulawesi. And after that, after that, 39 quakes followed. 39, you heard that right. As a result, 27,850 people had to evacuate. Well, Indonesia indeed has earthquakes all year, but it usually has one big and destructive quake like one imagine it to happen once a year. Fee, do you or did you ever have an earthquake in Jakarta? Hmm, did we ever have an earthquake in Jakarta? Yes, many times. But the epicenter of the quake is usually in Banten and West Java, which are the neighboring provinces of Jakarta. I have one terrifying memory about earthquake in Jakarta, of course. <clears throat> so, I was alone in my office room on the 48th floor at a few minutes past 6 a.m. 6 p.m., sorry. I thought my head was spinning, but it was actually the world that was spinning. Everything in my office was shaking badly. I was so scared to death as I could not find anybody on my floor and it was frightening to think that I had to go down thousands of stairs from the, eight, the, from the 48th floor if the elevator did not work. Well, luckily I met some people who were as scared as shit as me and we went down together by the elevator. I know we shouldn't have used the elevator, but we're Indonesians and it means that we are lazy. 
moving on. An earthquake is also a sign of a volcano eruption. The perk of being located in the ring of fire is that you have many ugly volcanoes. Well, I'm not sure if that's a perk. <laughs> the eruption is a regular thing in Indonesia, you know. Um, can you name some active volcanoes in Indonesia? I'm sure that you may know some of this because of their stories that changed the world. Um, let's start with Mount Tambora in East Nusa Tenggara, the master winter in Europe in the 19th century. Uh, Mount Krakatau in Sunda Strait that changed the world's temperature also in the 19th century. And also it triggered a tsunami in 2018. Or do you know Mount Merapi, whose eruption harmed the UNESCO World Heritage in Yogyakarta? Uh, I'm sure you know this one, Mount Agung in Bali that scared off stories to visit. Do you know them? No? Well... The eruption of Mount Sinabung and Mount Merapi were the openings of 2021. Yes. I think it took place like last week, if I'm not mistaken. The two volcanoes have been on level 3 for quite a long time, for as long as I can remember, I think. Level 3 means that a volcano has been actively producing earthquakes and giving off hot clouds. In the early of January, the government also raised the level of Mount Semeru in central Java because of its last rain eruption. And FYI, Mount Semeru is an active volcano which is popular for trekking for mountain lovers. So if it's already safe enough to travel, maybe you want to visit Mount Sumeru in central Java. But even just yesterday, yes, yesterday, another volcano erupted in East Java. So you see, it can happen every day and everywhere in Indonesia. That is just our thing. Indonesia also has a seasonal disaster. In the dry season, we have wildfire, but it's man-made hazard, right? Now, in the wet season like this, floods and landslides are a regular customer here. Rain season usually starts in December, but the peak is around February to March, yes. Um, for me, what makes me taken aback this year is the flood in South Borneo or South Kalimantan. Perhaps, just perhaps, I've put blind eyes all this time. But I swear, I don't know that Kalimantan or Borneo can actually have floods too. Yet, this flood that is happening to South Borneo actually is making headlines in the media for days and even President Jokowi paid a visit. So it must be something, right? In fact, the people in the province took it as the worst flood ever. The media too says it is the worst flood for South Borneo in 50 years. If the place with the largest forest area in Indonesia can be inundated that badly, what will be the fate of other regions? Jakarta, for instance. 
with high density and bad drainage management, the city will not be inundated anymore, but rather drowned. Heavy rainfall is also prone to generate landslides. People in the highlands are the most affected, of course. The landslides in Cianjur and Sumedang in West Java are currently the main focus of almost everyone this month. All disasters happening to Indonesia at the moment are not without casualties. Yep. 70 people found dead in Mamuju and Majene earthquake. 40 people in landslides of Sumedang. 21 people in floods of South Borneo and there's more I can't mention here all. If Indonesia is so often to have natural disasters, why can't it minimize its casualties from year to year? It's not once or twice that my country fails to prepare itself for catastrophes like this. Shouldn't we have better disaster management from so many experiences? But no, there are some factors that contribute to that. First, technology. Indonesia has sufficient equipment to predict disaster, but little technology to convey them to the public. Indonesia just developed its first sophisticated earthquake early warning system in 2019 in collaboration with China. Too late? For me, it's better than never. Well, we actually have an early warning system via SMS and managed by the Ministry of Communication and Information. When a tsunami hit Palu in Southeast Sulawesi in 2018, a message was delivered via SMS to potentially affected people, but it failed to save more lives and cause, and finally cost 420 lives instead. It's Indonesia, where some people have no interest to learn new technology or worse, don't have access to technology. Even those who have access to technology often believe in hoaxes and then simply share them. You know, the problem is, I think, Indonesians tend to rely on their intuition. And why some people are sometimes adamant to stay in a danger zone, it's because of economic interests. Who will take care of my farm and livestock if I have to evacuate from my home? Second, limited resources and a lack of skills. Do you know what you should do if an earthquake shakes your place? Run outside or hide under the table? I have no idea which one is right. I can't remember a moment I got an education for that both at school or in other events. So, you see the government should bring up more active efforts to educate people about evacuation procedures when a disaster happens. 
building facilities for disaster responses are not enough without educated people to use them. Moreover, the government should not leave out small cities for this development because that's where natural disasters mostly take place. Corruption is usually a determinant contributing factor to disaster management. So, we should fix that too. And last but not least is little awareness of the sustainable environment. While we are too busy boosting the economies of ourselves, we abandon the importance of creating a sustainable environment. How come Borneo can be flooded that badly? It's because of deforestation, no doubt. Why is Jakarta flooded easily every year and the land is getting lower than the sea level over the time? We throw any kind of waste into the river, build houses on the riverbanks, and suck up groundwater mercilessly. And why are many regions in West Java prone to landslides? Because many developers transform the green areas into villas, hotels, restaurants, and theme parks for the needs of Jakarta people. Indonesia may not be able to avoid or escape natural disasters, but it is always possible to reduce casualties. And it's only possible if we can find the balance of human nature and technology to save ourselves whenever disaster comes to us. Thank you for getting to know Indonesia. If you like our content, share the podcast or tell your friend about it. Check out our site at www.theindonesiasegat.com. Do you want more of Indonesia? Stay tuned with us for more exciting topics about Indonesia. Until the next episode, terima kasih, sampai jumpa.